Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for this Tuesday, April 5th, Year of Science 2022. Science! Oh, hell, science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, and it's right for you beautiful bastards to be with us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Put your finger in it, and if it's hot, it's still fresh. That's right. <laughs> Not only is that Eddie's theory on roadkill, but it also, also applies here to the podcast as well. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town. Passer outer on roller coasters. Oh. He's Odegaard. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. <laughs> 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 That's right. That is a work of art. Hey, kids. The reason we were talking about roller coasters, well, we'll fill you in on that in just a moment. Uh, but today's show is going to be a good one. I guarantee. Stop guarantee. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's Tuesday, and Tuesdays are always jam-packed full of nougaty goodness. Mm. It's like a candy bar for your ears. Yes. So good. We've got tongue twisters. Ah. Oh, we got a we got a tricky one today. Oh, do we? It's only three words. Oh no. Sometimes those I hate those scare me the most. Uh, tongue twister Tuesday. Also, TV Tunes Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Take a look at one of your favorite TV shows and the theme song that has burned its way into our brains forever and ever. And one lucky Garmy member is going to win. Eddie Pence's self-portrait of a giant penis coming out of his mouth. No, with a tongue boner. I was shocked that anybody was willing to dare <laughs> make a donation this past weekend to uh, various hunger charities for fear of actually winning this and having to have it somewhere in their home where it might be discovered oh. by a friend or loved one. <laughs> So uh, you could have raised more money by uh, having people donate not to win it. That's you know, yeah. it's an excellent point because I have to say it wasn't a huge turnout <laughs> for this particular piece of art, but we did raise some money for some worthy That's charities, good. and we'll be giving that away in the raffle a little bit later on. Um, back to roller coasters. The reason Eddie and I were having conversations about roller coasters pre-show, and uh, again, I have to beg your forgiveness and your indulgence here. But tomorrow, no new show tomorrow. It will be a flashback episode tomorrow. And don't you want to know why? Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Here's what happened to me 
My kid is uh, rapidly approaching the end of her spring break. And so I saw her yesterday briefly, and she said to me, Daddy, I feel like I haven't seen you at all during this spring break because you're always working. Mm. So after I picked my heart up off the floor and duct taped it back together, Mm. I just took a a moment, a little soul searching and said, why am I doing all of this, right? It's for the kid. Yeah, of course. The only reason you go and you make a living is because you love your kid and you want to take care of him. So um, it kind of broke my heart that I haven't really seen her much. And, you know, with the divorce, you only see him half the time anyway. Yeah, I can't imagine. So it was was a wake-up call. So... Please forgive me, but I'm taking the day off tomorrow. I'm going to take the kid to a theme park, and we're going to ride roller coasters all day, and we're going to have fun. lunch, and it's going to be a big daddy-daughter day uh, tomorrow. So um, no live show. And again, I apologize, and I hope you can certainly understand. And knowing uh, the the large hearts of the Garmy, I'm sure you will. But uh, I think it's as good a reason as any to take a day and to spend yes, some time is. with my kids. So, Absolutely. Uh, that's the plan. So uh, we'll do a best of show tomorrow. And that's going to be okay because we got some good ones in the hopper that you haven't heard probably in a while. Uh, but let's focus on today's show and let's get right into it before we get any further. Since we are the official show of science, science, I thought I would uh, tell you a science story here. Steve Stoneman sent this in. What a name, by the way. Steve Stoneman. Steve Stoneman. Yeah, he's a ball breaker. <laughs> he should be uh, a private eye, right? <laughs> yeah. Or a, or a boxer. Or a boxer, yeah. In this corner, Steve, the stunner Stoneman. Uh, Steve sent this in, and I'm glad finally to know that there is a biological, in fact, uh, an, a um, not an archaeological, an evolutionary reason mm-hmm, behind mm-hmm. why I love booze as much as I oh, do. Oh, is there? There's a, there's a reason for it. Okay. It's not just I'm a drinker. No, you're predisposed. I have to be a, a biological imperative to drink alcohol because it's in my DNA. Right up there with breathing. It is. I'm (laughs) hardwired. And it turns out it's probably a good thing. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. He sent me this story, and it turns out they've done a study in Panama. Panama! Love that song. Don't start that again. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, They studied the diets of the black-handed spider monkeys. Oh, that sounds terrifying. (laughs) Black-handed spider monkeys? The black-handed spider monkeys. Like a like a side cult of the spider monkeys? <laughs> no. <laughs> they're, just, they're just different spider monkeys who have black hands. No, okay. Why do they have to be a side cult? Because it seems like it's something they it's like a religious cult of the spider monkeys. It does sound like uh like the worst Sherlock Holmes novel ever. <laughs> the case of the black-handed spider right. monkeys. Right, it's awful. Something like Daredevil would face. <laughs> so they studied these uh spider monkeys in Panama. And it turns out mm-hmm. that these monkeys search out the fruit on the trees that is just starting to overripe, overripen. Oh, like ferment in a yes, way? Yes, it's fermenting. Wow. They're seeking out the fruit that has ethanol in it. They're looking for the boozy fruit. <laughs> They'll pass over some fruit, and they have an innate sense of picking the ones that have the booze in them. Huh. And they're eating up the boozy food, okay. fruit. Okay. Have you been eating up the boozy fruit? <laughs> Not yet, but I plan to right after we're done here. <laughs> boozy fruit sounds like my favorite uh, chewing gum as well, by the way. Uh, yes, they seek out the ethanol-specific fruits, and it turns out that this is, uh, this is uh, part of their evolution. It turns out that it is a strong evolutionary advantage 
for the monkeys to eat the fruit that is overripe and filled with booze. Why? Because, I'm glad you asked, <laughs> because it's got a higher caloric content and it's more energizing. Oh. So they're getting uh, the high sugar content and they also seek them out so they can gobble them up before the other lesser animals can get to them. Oh. So the best of the monkeys are the ones finding the boozy fruits. Okay. So in essence, I am probably higher up on the evolutionary you're, you're, scale. You're more evolved. Exactly. That's my point. Than someone like me. Yes. Someone who's not grabbing the boozy fruits is probably going right. to be lackluster yes. and at the bottom of the social rung when it uh, comes to our troop of monkeys. Gotcha. Well, I don't want to be in your black-handed <laughs> monkey cult. <laughs> Those of us who are grabbing the boozy fruit, <laughs> we're at the top of the uh, uh, chain right. is all I'm saying. And it turns out it's not specifically the black-handed spider monkeys, although I wish it was, because that would be my motorcycle gang if I belonged <laughs> black to Black-handed spider monkeys. The black-handed spider look cool, monkeys. Look cool in a leather jacket. Oh, or in a denim vest. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, all of the, uh, all of our closest relatives in the primate world mm -hmm. also apparently seek out this advantageous appetite for alcohol is what researchers call it. For example, wild chimpanzees will often eat fermented sap from palm trees. And this sap fermented. I didn't either. Huh. But now I'm going to find me some palm trees and start sucking I'm on a tree. Suck off a tree. That's <laughs> what you're going to do. I'm going to stick my tongue right in some bark. <laughs> uh, it turns out that sap has ethanol concentrations of nearly 7%. Oh, my God. They say researchers are unclear whether the chimps are just attracted to the fruit because of the above-mentioned reasons or whether they're actually enjoying getting a bit of a buzz I on. I think they're enjoying the buzz. While they suck the sap out of a palm tree. They're enjoying the buzz. I'd be such a sap sucker, given the opportunity. <laughs> you just hang out around trees all day. So, uh, yes, all of these reasons <laughs> are, are excellent reasons behind why they believe the same propensity in attraction to alcohol exists in human beings. So not just because we like to get loaded, but we actually have, if, since we share so much DNA with our, our, our ape brethren right. and our monkey brethren, that we too probably have some hardwired ancient code inside of us. To want to have the altered state. No, that makes us want to seek out ethanol because that was a signifier of uh, energy and caloric content and things we needed to survive to, uh, to just be, you know, top of our hmm. game. Okay. Okay. You don't, if you don't eat the super ripe fruit, you don't have the energy to run away from a saber-toothed tiger or whatever so, we were dealing with. They're stumbling through the jungle. They're going to be easy pickings. What are you talking about? No, because the no, monkeys they're are all grabbing They're going to pass out from the, the boozy fruit. Uh, all of these mammals eat these uh, boozy fruits. Mm. Chimpanzees, bonobos, gorillas, human beings all share a mutation in a gene that provides and improves an ethanol enzyme. That means we are able to um, metabolize ethanol better than other mammalian species. Are we the only mammal group that enjoys fermented fruit? Well, here's the thing. No, I'm I just told you about a bunch of Well, I'm talking about like outside of fruit. about apes and chimps. Yes, I'm talking it's about apes like and chimps and us. That's, that's what I'm it. saying. That's it. Outside that's of that mammal group, that's the only is, one. This is our thing. Huh, and they're saying at some point human beings skipped 
they 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 took a leap in the process. Instead mm. of going around picking ripe fruit and getting a slight buzz, we, with our advanced brains, were able to distill alcohol, and that was the fucking key to the magic yeah. door. And now we got obnoxious craft beer people. That's what got us into the kingdom of heaven. Was <laughs> yeah, able right. we were able to take everything and just distill it into booze. Uh. And give ourselves a good time. Gotcha. So there you go. I don't want to drink. It's part of my DNA. <laughs> you have to. I have to. You have to drink. And that's what keeps me at the top of the food chain. Right. The uh, lion in your That's house. why I am the, the commander of the, of the chimps. I'm the chimp commander. <laughs> okay. When Planet uh, of the Apes rolls around. It's you and... Me and Cornelius That's and it. Caesar, we're all going to be hanging out together, eating some <laughs> boozy, fruit. boozy fruits. Mm -hmm. So there you go, kids. Sounds so, normal. So if you like a cocktail, don't don't worry. It's just part of evolution. Uh, it's what we're supposed to do. Gotcha. Eddie Pence unnatural. That's what I'm saying. I'm fine with that. And that's today's science story. Science! All right. Well, I'm not boozing now because... No. Uh, you know, we got some uh, tongue twisting to get oh, to, yeah. and I got to have a clear head. You do. And a, and a clear conscience, actually, even when I uh, try this, because it's it's hard work sometimes. It's time for today's Tongue Twister Tuesday. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because there's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. E so take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be for Tiddly Tongue Twister Tuesday. Today's tongue twister comes to us from Nabil. Nabil and his wife were just recently visiting here in Los Angeles. Okay. And they said they noticed that their Airbnb in Venice had signs all over the street notifying the residents of the street cleaning schedule. Yes. And if you've ever lived in Los Angeles, yes. you know that is one of the great pains in the ass of parking on the street in Los Angeles yeah is they have alternating street cleaning oh. days in certain neighborhoods, and you can get ticketed yeah. or towed. It's and a it's, nightmare. It's a nightmare. So he said, we live in Portland, and I've never seen those where we live, so I told my wife that we must have a discreet street sweeper. Holy God, <laughs> not going to lie, I could hardly get the phrase out while I was talking to my wife. I thought it would be the perfect test for a couple of broadcast professionals ah. such as you and Eddie, however. Good luck, boys. Love the show. Nabil from Portland. Once again, three simple words. Discreet street sweeper. Okay. Discreet sweet sweep. sweet, oh, sweet sweeper. This no. Discreet street sweeper. sweeper. Discreet street. Sweeper. I can't get Whoa, it out slowly. All right. Three times. Speed is of the essence. I'll go first. <clears throat> Discreet street sweeper. Discreet street sweeper. Discreet strip. Oh, so close. Stumbled there at the finish line. Let me try that again. Discreet street sweeper, discreet street sweeper, discreet street sweeper. Wow. You got it. You got it. You yeah, got it. there we go. Yeah. That's because I eat the boozy fruit. Yeah, it's all boozy fruit talking. That's what right. it was. All right. All right. You ready to go? Okay. Discreet sweet. <laughs> discreet street sweeper, discreet sweet. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> discreet street. <laughs> discreet. <laughs> can't even say the fucking goddamn word. Discreet street sweeper, discreet street sweeper, discreet sweet sweeper. Your, your mouth just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> the more I say it. <sighs> discreet street sweeper, discreet street sweeper, discreet street sweeper. You gonna take that last one? I want to. 
Whatever. Look inside yourself. Fine. No. Okay. Discreet street sweeper. Discreet street sweeper. I should have taken it. Why didn't I take it? Discreet street sweeper. Discreet street sweeper. Discreet street sweeper. Fucking A, man. That last one was sloppy. Discreet street sweeper. Discreet street sweeper. Discreet street sweeper. All right, we'll okay, give you that. Fine. One. We'll give you that one. It's an angry one. There you go, Nabil. That's your key. You're like the oh, Hulk. Fuck, it was. <laughs> you won't like me when I tongue twist. That's right. Nabil, there you go. Thanks so much for the suggestion. That was uh, that was tough. I didn't like that at all. That was rough. All right, shall we uh, shall we curse someone with the uh, tongue boner? I, yes. I want it matted and framed. <laughs> you want to own it? Should we just give give someone another option? I can whip one out any time. That's true. You can. <laughs> and you can also draw a sketch. <laughs> All right, thanks to everyone who donated to the various hunger charities. I suggested uh, Action Against Hunger, I believe it was, which is a great charity. I know they give... The majority of every dollar spent goes right towards hunger. Yeah. Some people uh, picked other hunger groups that are focusing more on Ukraine and uh-huh. the Ukrainian refugees, which is absolutely worthy. Yeah. Uh, World Central Kitchen is one of those. That's what uh, Helena donated to. The Queensland Food Bank in Australia, John Morrison gave money to them. So wh- whoever you donated to, thank you so much. And thanks to everybody for all their donations, no matter what size. Especially to Katrina Smith, who donated $10, who were her, was her first ever donation oh, wow. to the raffle. She really wants that picture. No, she doesn't. I think she just felt <laughs> obligated after all this time to throw some money at a charity. Uh, Andrea Jones, as always, showed up. Uh, she also donated $10, as did Mario Plazola. Marnie Leahy, $25. Thank you, Marnie. Will Cox, $25 as well. Uh, Nicholas Pearson, Liz Harwell, Brandon Rohrbacher, and Bridget Klink all donated for $25. Andrew Lash and Pete Silsby donated $65. Wow. And Helena Sopwith uh, to the World Kitchen, excuse me, World Central Kitchen with a $100 donation. Damn. And John Morrison also with $100 wow. to the Queensland Food Bank in Australia. So I don't know what $100, what the exchange rate is, but... It's going to help somebody. It's going to help somebody. So thank you so much, John, for that. So all together, the total raised to battle hungry, hungry, hungry people, <laughs> hunger, if you will, worldwide, $510. Hey, that's good. That's excellent. And all that money will go to help some people who are dealing with, as they now call it, food insecurity. It yeah. used to be known as hunger. But well, whatever it's called. Whatever we got to stop it. We're helping people. All right. So what I did was... The old mm-hmm. fishbowl here. Took everybody's name. Can't fake that. Wrote him down and uh, put it inside the fishbowl here. And you know what we do? We give yeah. this to Eddie Pence. He digs down deep inside. There we go. Picks out a name right of there. someone. You got the name? Well, I have it. All right. Haven't opened it yet. Tongue boner is going to. Brandon Rohrbacher. Oh, our own historian, Brandon Rohrbacher. How appropriate. <laughs> he will be the keeper of the tongue boner in the archives, in the uh, wow. Ralph Report history labs there. It's very so fitting. It is it's fitting. a historical piece of art. It is. Someday when they go, when they go back to do the retrospective <laughs> on the broadcast, <laughs> it is the Ralph Report. It is the quintessential drawn in 60 They're going to want to know where that 
where that piece of uh, art got to, and Brandon <laughs> will be the proud owner. Oh, it's going to show all of his friends, I'm sure, when they come over. Congratulations. Look at this art I just got. Is that a, a giant cock coming out of a guy's mouth? Why, yes. Yes, it <laughs> is. That's why it's hanging in the foyer. Thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> Good God. We have to try to... I, I realize now when I take the suggestions, yeah. I have to try to steer clear... I'm just drawing what I was asked I to draw. I know, I know, and I put that on me. I so. just, uh, tongue boner's just a little too on the nose. Because you'll work a boner I'll into, work a dick in any way I can. Into, <laughs> into almost every drawing, so right. I don't think we need to... Uh, you don't have to make it explicit. We don't have to play t-ball. Yeah, make me work for it. That's what she you know. said. All right. <laughs> Now it's time to turn our attention to the other members of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you do so on the Ralph Report Hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to do is dial up the magical number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Yeah, one hi ralph And then you can leave your name. Yeah, you don't have to leave your name, but it'd be good if you did. Nice. So we know who we're talking to. And whatever's on your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, I listen to them all, and then I grab a couple, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Yesterday, we we're talking about uh, Nancy McKeon, who played Joe on oh, Facts yeah. of Life. Hottie. And uh, just of Hottie. all of everyone mm. there the in Eastland at the school. Yeah. The hottest. Least hottest. Least the, attractive of, oh all, of all the girls. Insane. That's a fact of life. That is right not a there. fact of life. A lot of people took umbrage to my comment. Thank you. No, no, no. This aggression will not stand, oh, Ralph. God. <laughs> Joe from the facts of life was secretly the hot one. Yep. Secretly. Yes. Yep. Tomboy to be sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it was Joe, not Blair. That was the hot one. Yep. And I know me and a thousand other guys will fight you. This is a fact. Joe hot. LMB. Yeah. Secretly. Yeah. She was hot. Oh, dude. That's not how you want to be hot. She by the hot, way, man. secretly. And I would rather fight any of you than fight Joe, quite frankly, because she always yeah. seemed like she would kick my oh, yeah. ass. She'd pin you down on that motorcycle and fuck you hard. <laughs> that's that's not an attraction really? for me, but oh. for you, apparently. it uh, Have your way with me. It did what uh, you wanted. <laughs> Use a wrench. If that's what she wants. Oh, that's boy. what she's going to do. Good God. <laughs> Come on. All right. Uh, also on yesterday's show, we were talking about Pergu or Burgu. Borgu, Borgu, Porgu? What? Burgu, Burgu, I believe it is. Burgu. That's a uh, shrimp. Uh, not shrimp. It's a uh, shrimp. The squirrel. Squirrel stew. Squirrel stew. Yeah, to yeah. you and me. Yeah. I think we got our next Munch and Monday Jesus lined up. Christ. Hi, Ralph and Yoho, Eddie. It's Whitney from West Virginia. Um, I had to stop the show because you guys were talking about Burgo and, or Burgoo, I guess is how you were saying it. I've never heard it called that. We just called it squirrel stew. But Eddie, how can you not like squirrel? Yeah. It's amazing. Right. Deep fried squirrel oh. or squirrel gravy. Ooh, no. I'm telling you. And Ralph, you've got to try it. It, it does taste like chicken if it is cooked with a broth 
That's the best way to do it. Mm. You do it, make gravy out of it. Mm. And deep fried squirrel. Oh my God. I'm going to have to go get some squirrel right now. Right? It's been years since I've had some, but I need some now. <laughs> it's so good. I can't wait. It's so, so good. What and else? squirrel stew and and what? a delicacy. Yes. Fried squirrel brains. <gasps> I've never had them, but relatives of mine have eaten them. Oh. And oh. they're pretty tasty from what I understand. So, Yeah. Definitely, guys, you got to give Squirrel a trial. Make Eddie, Eddie eat Squirrel. Make I've it. had Squirrel. <laughs> Bye, guys. LMB. Have you had fried Squirrel brains? No, I haven't had fried Squirrel brains. That sounds like I've a, had Squirrel. I don't like it. That I sounds have, like a recipe for rabies, quite frankly. It sounds awful, man. It sounds like some zombie apocalypse starts. <laughs> I want to try some Squirrel. It tastes like chicken. Like I'll, a weirder tasting chicken. I'll be the judge of that. I don't like it. It's a little good news it's is. It's tough. The place I got my uh, bull balls from. Oh, yeah. They, they apparently squirrel. also have squirrels. Of course so they do. There will be squirrel in our future. Of course they do. We, from time to time here on the program, ask folks to help me personally out. Eddie doesn't seem to be interested in watching anything that's not on Disney+. Plus. Not really. It has a superhero or a lightsaber in it. Right. But I am looking for new stuff all the time to watch on the streaming services. That's why we created Hey, What You Watching? Hey, What You Watching? So what the what you Hi, Ralph. It's Jessica, four-star general um, from Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, calling in for uh, what you're watching. Um, over the weekend, uh, my brother and I binged uh, Our Flag Means Death over on HBO Max. It's amazing. It's my new favorite show. Everyone, please watch it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. That's all. Love you, mean it. Bye. Our flag means death. Yeah, I've seen the preview. I want to watch that show. It looks I've funny. I've never heard of this until that phone call from Jessica. Taco with TT in it. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at this cast. Yeah, First, you got, got, got Reese Darby in the lead, yeah. who's always great. He, for those who don't know the name, was the manager of Flight of the Concords in yeah. their HBO series. It was terrific. Uh, Taiko Waititi, as you mentioned, plays Blackbeard the pirate yeah. in this. Rory Kinnear, who's great, is in this. Nat Faxon, Fred Armisen, Kristen Shaw. Uh, Will Arnett. The name, the list goes on and on. No, and it on. looks funny. I seen the the preview. It looks hilarious. I just haven't watched it yet. Well, now I have a new show. There you check go. out. I'm just all about uh, Winning Time lately. Have you been watching Winning Time? I watched the first episode. I haven't watched the second one yet. My God, it's yeah. so good. John C. Riley is just transcendent. Yeah. He you he gets lost in that character completely. Everybody's just terrific in it. Uh, we also talked briefly about Friday's Garmy game show. Did not go ideally uh -huh. and we talked about maybe some changes we could make to it yeah. well bridget from long island called in oh. with an excellent idea yo it's bridget so somebody called in today so i don't remember who the fuck it was but not in a bad way but like they suggested maybe having for the garmy game show you know somebody call in and you know blah 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 all that good stuff which is a great idea obviously you can't do it for the reasons you fucking stated but you do have a live show coming up in a few weeks. So maybe what you do is the Garmy game show at the live show and bring some fucker up who's in the audience and make <laughs> them answer the fucker question. Just an idea. LMFA. I love that idea. I like that idea. We'll pull somebody out of the audience, bring them up on I stage, like and they can play the Garmy game yeah, show. They can sit in my seat for it. I'll, I'll prep minutes. some questions and we'll see if they can get five out of ten. <laughs> and if they if they do, they'll win a lovely prize. That sounds like a 
awesome idea. Cash not included. And from time to time, I like to tell people where stuff comes from. It's Matt's turn. Hey, Ralph. Hey, everyone. And this is Matt from Novi, Michigan. I was just wondering, why do we say Roger when we're, uh, like, communicating to each other? How did that name get picked amongst anything else? Hey, you got you understand what I'm talking about? Bill. No, Bill. it's always Roger. I'd say Bill. So I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's some sort of anagram or something like that. But thank you, LMB. Where does that come from? Let's find out. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Oh, Roger, over and out. Yeah. Roger. Roger. Roger, Roger. You know what Roger, Roger, where that comes from? Where? It turns out that Roger simply represents the letter R. Hmm. And R stands for received, message Ah, received. And it goes back even pre-radio. In the Morse code days, Mm -hmm. instead of typing out, which was an arduous task as it was with the Morse code, instead of typing out received, you would just type back R, and that meant that your message was received. So flash forward to World War II, and the Army created an entire what they call phonetic alphabet, which is every letter is represented by a word, so that when you're talking via walkie-talkie in the middle of battle, you're not misunderstood by what letters that you're given. Like a whiskey tango foxtrot. Exactly. Uh, Abel was A, B for Baker, Charlie was C, Dog was D, and so forth throughout the entire alphabet. So Roger was R, the word for R. Gotcha. Now, that has since changed. Hmm. NATO took over, and they came up with a common phonetic alphabet for all the military forces. Now, Romeo is the R letter, but Roger became so synonymous with receiving a message and and letting someone know that you got their message that it stayed in our, certainly our American lexicon ever since. Hmm. So when you say Roger, you're simply meaning R for received, and that's where that comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Ah! And every episode we play a little upbeat music for you to make your day a little bit brighter. This is an excellent reason to celebrate a happy hit. Some illness news with a good outcome for a change. Ah. Hey, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. What a do, crew. Hope you're feeling better, my guy. Um on to request a happy hit we uh so my mother's been battling a brain tumor for the past uh 12 years and it grew to the size of a small kiwi sitting on her frontal lobe um we were nervous that she was going to have to have cranial surgery to get it removed um but we just got back from the doctors everything looks peachy we're all good they're just going to keep monitoring it and no surgery needed so we're really grateful for that. But can we just request a happy hit for her? Her favorite song is uh, Dynamite by Teo Cruz. And it just takes her back to uh, better times when everything was a lot simpler. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Good news with your mom. Yes. Sending her all our love and hopefully uh, just by maintaining, they can avoid any major yeah. surgery or anything like that. So with her in mind, here's today's happy hit.
I came to dance, 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 dance I hit the floor cause that's my plans, 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 plans I'm wearing all my favorite brands, 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 brands Give me some space for both my hands, 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 hands You, you, cause it goes on Pop some boozy fruits. Get out there on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, it does. Thanks to everybody who called in today. We appreciate it. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the line segment. But in order for that to happen, well, naturally, you got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Bat Cave wall. Every day of the calendar year is associated with multiple holidays. Hmm. Not all of them are legit, no. though. So we break them down for you into holidays and holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Happy National Nebraska Day. Oh, happy Nebraska Day. The Corn Husker State. <laughs> oh, get to husking. Well, I like corn. I know you do. You like it raw. Raw corn's so good. You taught me the lesson of raw corn. <laughs> I didn't even think that was a thing. I thought that was just for See? livestock. I'm right every once in a while. You are indeed. Nebraska joined the union as the 37th state. Uh, took you a while to get there, it didn't did. it, Nebraska? Pioneers migrating westward along the Oregon, California, and Mormon trails would mark on their journey by sites they could see along the way. One of such landmark was Scott's Bluff, famous location there in Nebraska. If they ended up in Nebraska, it was likely due to the Homestead Act of 1862, where they just said, if you can get there, yeah. you can have some land. Right. 
And that's where we got a lot of pioneers heading out to Nebraska. So to all of our listeners in Omaha and other points there in Nebraska. Lincoln. Lincoln, of course. Yeah, Yeah, that's where Johnny Carson was born. Right. Did you know that? I didn't. Now you do. Thanks. Today's also First Contact Day. You know what that means? We met the aliens the first time. Uh, Pretty much, Yeah. yeah. It's part of Star Trek lore. Right. On this day in the future, in 2063. Yeah. Ephraim Cochran will be the scientist that first achieves warp drive flight in his Phoenix spacecraft. And the Vulcans recognize the signature. That gets the attention of our Vulcan friends, and then they drop down out of space to meet the guy who just flew the first warp drive for human beings. So celebrating a day that hasn't happened yet in the fictional universe. So it's a holiday for something that is still 41 years away from being a fictional thing that's not going to happen. (laughs) And they want us to celebrate that. And I like Star Trek as much as the next fella, but you can bite my ass (laughs) with your first contact day. (laughs) Not to mention the first contact was some bullshit. If you ever saw that movie, here's here's what human beings said for the first time to our alien friends, the Vulcans who came down with their split-fingered greeting. Live long and prosper. Thanks. Thanks. That's what, those were our noble words. See, they should have turned around, got their ship, and left. Thanks. And never come back. My God. Should have left us to rot on that planet. Talking to the first aliens on Earth. Well, he was, he was like an alcoholic. Couldn't come up was with something he? more profound than that. <laughs> I've been pretty loaded, and I've come up with better things to say. Thanks. Than, Thanks. I'm Ephraim Cochran. <laughs> I'm Ephraim Cochran. Why didn't you come uh, camp with my fingers? Splitting hands open. <laughs> Dumb holiday. <laughs> it's also Go For Broke Day. Go For Broke. This is pretty cool. Go For Broke was the official motto of the 442nd Regimental Combat Team of the United States Army in World War II. Mm. Thing that made them particularly special was the entire military unit was made up of American Japanese soldiers who had volunteered to fight in the war. Now, if you know anything about that dark time in American history, when Pearl Harbor was bombed, most Japanese Americans were rounded up and put into internment camps, camps, which was a horrible, horrible blight on this nation. And these Japanese Americans volunteered to fight for their country. That's crazy, man. And it was remarkable, and they were known as one of the one of the great fighting units of the Second World War. So "Go for Broke" became their slogan, which originated uh, in the Hawaiian Islands. It was used by craps players who would wager all or bet everything in a single right. roll, and so uh, they were known as the "Go for Broke" brigade. So well, it's something to still be willing to fight for the country that is basically imprisoning you. It's stunning to show their patriotic uh, efforts. Crazy. In the face of such racial discrimination, really is something else. So we will absolutely allow that holiday. Today's also National Deep Dish Pizza Day. Okay, your thoughts on deep dish pizza? It's not my favorite pizza. It's not mine either. I don't. I'll I'll have it, but I I wouldn't order it. I like it. Sometimes it can be it can be a little much. Sometimes it's just too much. Yeah, I, it, it falls along the lines of fried chicken with me. It's just this it's just too much. And immediately I start to feel it's a lot overfed. 
I mean, you can have like one slice yeah. of deep dish pizza, and you're like, I gotta tap out. It's good. I enjoy it. I mean, it's just it's just a lot. It's not my favorite pizza. Of course, famous in Chicago. Chicago loves your deep dish pizza. It was invented there in the Windy City. Yeah, founder of Uno's Pizzeria, Pizzerino Uno's. Ike yeah. Sewell there in 1943 came up with it. And um, it's always the battle between Chicago and New York style, right? But uh, yeah, uh, I'm a New York guy. Philadelphia pizza is very close to New York style. Yeah. The thinner the crust, quite frankly, the better. I don't like the real thin crust. Oh, sometimes you got to get that Domino's. I hate that. Crispy, I thin that. crust. It's, it's like, like a pizza pe on a cracker. Yes. No, fuck that. It's super light. That's and you bullshit. get all of the cheese and the sauce and the flavors. Oh, and that's bullshit. None of that heavy crust. No. It's got to be a little chewy. It doesn't. It's got to be a little chewy. But uh, we'll allow. We'll allow deep dish pizza day. <laughs> Especially for our Chicago listeners out Definitely there. Definitely take deep dish over thin crust. Ugh. No. Thin crust sucks. No, thin's where it's in. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Fuck that. <laughs> Come on. No. What's wrong with thin crust it's, pizza? It's like, it literally, it's too thin. It's like literally a cracker with ketchup on it. It's not ketchup at all. You're Whatever. going to the wrong pizzeria. No, I don't like thin crust. Well, you're. It sucks. Surprisingly wrong. No, I'm not. Yet again. I'm not. Crust is some of my favorite part of the pizza. That's madness. Why are you talking about? It's like saying bread is your favorite part of a sandwich. It's what if it's a good piece of bread. Well, nice roll, nice okay. hoagie so roll. Next time, just have the bread. Don't Sometimes have, I do. Don't put any meat or cheese. Sometimes I will just eat the roll. Oh my. See, you just should be in a prison cell. And sometimes people are like, hey, you're going to finish that crust? I'll eat your fucking crust. You should get water and bread because that's really at the I, level I, I where you're at. I could live off that. I could live off that. Today's also National Flash Drive Day. Flash <laughs> drive. <laughs> you save all my facts and files. <laughs> I remember the first time I got a flash drive, it was capable of holding like 180 uh, documents. And I blew my mind. I could put could, all of that on this tiny on this little tiny thing. thing. I put 180 yeah. documents on here. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, coming out of a world of floppy disks. Yeah, and, uh, they would fill up so fast. Yeah. The, uh, the flash drive really was a phenomenon. The world has uh, Dov Moran, Oren Ogden, and Emir Bon, the inventors of the flash drive. So thank them for everything. Now you can get like you know, two terabytes of information on one. Yeah, it's or insanity. It's crazy. It's insanity what you can store on a flash drive. And by the way, let me tell you a little something I learned the other day reading. What? Because I like to read well, stuff. I've heard that. Um, this whole cloud nonsense. Yeah. Disaster waiting to happen. Why? What's happening with the cloud? Because it's not a cloud. It's a place. It's well, somebody's server, and it's going to get hacked. Who the or, fuck thought it was an actual cloud? Blown. No, because they try to sell it to you like, oh, it's just, oh, it's just going to live out there forever. No, it lives on someone else's server. Yeah, and then it's that server, something's going to happen to it. It's going to get hacked by the Russians or something. If you have anything you want to ha hold on to, anything important to you, back it up on a flash drive. Oh, always stick it in your drawer because that's where you're going to find it. At the end times. You should always have the stuff backed up. Yeah, I don't even use the cloud. I don't like it. Oh, Jesus. I don't trust it. Right. I don't like it. All right, Grandpa. Come now, because... You boozy fruits. That's where people can get your stuff, and that's where they always get your naked pictures and stuff and everything. Who's putting naked pictures on the cloud? Everybody. Why? How, remember the fappening? I remember... I don't think you remember the fappening. The fappening <laughs> was a, just a purge of everyone's sex videos oh, yeah. and nude pictures. Yeah, you know I, why? Because they were in the fucking cloud, you don't put son. those in the cloud. You put them on a, a, a thumb drive and you stick them in your butt. And they're safe forever. Put it, put it in a condom and stick it up your ass. That's right. That's keister you it. You keister that stuff. No one can get to it. <laughs> Today's also National Library Workers Day. Yeah. I, I, I love libraries. 
Sadly, I think they're uh, they're going. Well, they're kind of going away. They're going away. Well, you, you have the cloud <laughs> that's got all the information on <laughs> it ever. So I'm going to start an anti-cloud movement. All right. I don't old trust man, it. I don't old like man it. angry at clouds. No, it's no. It's, <laughs> that's what it is. Bad things are going to happen from the cloud. I'm telling you, it's not safe. All right. Okay. Steer clear of the clouds. I'm not going to, but okay. Um. Yeah. Library workers. Uh, God bless them. Yeah, I just I just think about them just shuffling around, stacking books and stuff, and I just Dewey Decimal System makes me sad. Microfiche. Plus, we got Julie, the hot librarian, who's a fan of the show, That's calls in all true. the time. I don't know what she's going to do to celebrate. I but don't know. I'd like to watch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, <laughs> oh, it's the wrong button. There we go. Uh, it's also read a roadmap day. I haven't read a roadmap in I don't know how long. See again. This is going to bite you in the Why ass, is it gonna, I know how. I, it's not something you learn, you lose. Yeah, it is. You know, you would, you'd turn it all upside down. It would be I got, know how to read a map. Fold it all wrong. You wouldn't be able to fold it back together. Gonna, oh, well, no, I can't fold. I couldn't fold it when I was reading What do all these lines mean? What's the big line? Yellow, one's red. All right. No, you and your GPS probably just all yeah, right. willy-nilly. So you break out a map? What happens if, you, if your phone dies or your GPS isn't working well, or something? Well, you have a map, but you don't need to break it out and read it. I love a map. I love a Jesus. good map. You like getting on the hood of your car and reading oh, the map. Oh, yeah. Side I, of the road. I just, I just open it up while I'm driving. I just like to keep it up right in front of my face while I'm That's driving. That's a great idea. Remember the uh, Thomas, Thomas Guide? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. For my. those who don't know Southern California, they used to give you a, a phone book size collection of maps. It was nuts. Called the Thomas Brothers Guide. And it would take you all around the greater Los Angeles area in minute detail. So you yeah. had to know what page you were going to. Yeah. And then you had to look on the grid to see which grid you were going to. Yeah. To be an actor, you had to have headshots, a resume, and a Thomas guide Yeah, when good. you moved out here. They were good times. First roadmaps, 1160 BC in Egypt. Oh. You know why it lasted so long? Great idea. Because the Egyptians didn't worry about the cloud oh or GPS. All right, you know what we do now? We take a look at food related to this day in history or this holiday in history or this day of holidays what? on the day of the holiday of today. Put the fruit down. I don't have enough boozy fruit. We run the food past Eddie Pence and then we pull the handle of the pat. What the? What Jesus, happened? man. I know the wheels are coming off. I can't find my audio. That's why I'm stalling for time and I cannot find my audio. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, yes, we talk about the food. Then we see if it's something Eddie Pence is willing to eat or perhaps even stick up his ass and then pull out. Mm. How do we do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. We pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If the reels go round and round and they stop and match. Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating. However, if they're mismatched, (laughs) then it's not going to (laughs) work. All right. Today is National Caramel Day or Caramel Day, depending on how you pronounce it. I've heard it both ways. I think I said caramel. uh, Peanuts and caramel. Caramel. Caramel, I guess I say. Peanuts and caramel? No. Peanuts and caramel. But I do like little caramels, the candy caramel, like a little wrapped in a square. Like You call it caramel? Caramel. I call it caramel. I call it caramel. Caramello bar? Either way. It's been with us for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm been with us layering and flavoring and making our snacks and food sweeter with its delicious wonderfulness. Caramel or caramel was the original sugar candy. It used to be made just boiling water to crystallize the sugar that was in it. It would make a, a hard, crunchy candy. But over time, as caramel spread through Europe, they developed other forms of making it and different additions to add to it so that eventually 
it would come up as either a, a smooth mixture like a syrup or you could make it chewy and uh, flexible and stretchy. Basically, though, they're all made up of the same thing, just sugar, butter, and milk for the most part. You can add other components like water or salt or vanilla or even fruit, liquor, if you like a, a nice boozy fruit. But either way, we get that delicious, syrupy, dark orange treat that we all know and love as caramel, 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 whatever you call it. You got to love it. Well, we do. I don't know if Eddie Pence going to love it or not. Let's pull the handle and find out. Here we go. One caramel, two caramel. Eddie Pence likes caramel. He likes to drink it. Eddie likes to smear it all something and eat it because it tastes good. Eddie loves to have that sweet food in his mouth. Thank you, Jackpot. Thanks, Jackpot. It's happy. It's very happy. He is happy when he gets out of the dressing room. That's why. <laughs> so you like caramel. I like caramel. Well, yeah. All right. I even like it when you get the, the the drizzle and you pour it on your ice cream. Caramel drizzle. That's good. Caramel syrup is one of the best toppings you can put on yes, ice cream. Bar it's very none. good. I prefer it, I think, to chocolate syrup. Uh, it's it's close. It's if I'm close. getting vanilla ice cream, I'd rather put caramel syrup on it. I like the chocolate ice cream with the caramel chunks in the ice cream. That's good, That's too. That's like that caramel vein that goes through it. All right. Mm, now you lost me when you started talking vein about veins. <laughs> um... And what was the, uh, was it uh, Sugar Daddy's? Oh, yeah, Sugar Daddy. It was just basically a chewy caramel, caramel on a stick. stick. Yeah, yeah. And then the Sugar Babies, yeah. they were caramel with uh, chocolate wrapped around them. And you right. pop them in your mouth and lose a filling and you that sit way. there and just pull on the thing. Oh, so many fillings lost. So many. So delicious. Look at that, Eddie Pence eating mm, something. Mm, mm. That's a day to celebrate. That's a holiday. Now let's take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, the TV ratings for the Grammys are in. Oh, God. Maybe it's time we just stop trying to make televised award shows a thing. <laughs> CBS announced it wasn't as bad as last year. That's which what they was, announced. Which was the lowest rated Grammy broadcast in history. Oof. This one had about 130,000 more viewers than last year. So it was only the second lowest wow. rated Grammy Awards in history. I don't know enough artists to watch the Grammys. At least the films, I kind of understand a lot. Of, I know a lot of the actors and directors involved. But like when it comes to the Grammys, I don't know most of the people involved. Yeah, I'm Grammys. with you. I mean, Foo Fighters swept all their categories. They had a nice tribute to Taylor yeah, that was nice. Hawkins on that show. Uh, but for most of the... And here's the problem. Much like the Oscars, entertainment now is such a... a is so boutique that everyone is fractured off into a million different subgenres. Yeah. So there's not really a collective music that we listen to there's not as a, a shared culture anymore. Experience hardly anymore. And not to mention, I don't think the kids who are into BTS <laughs> are necessarily tuning into CBS. I don't okay. think a lot of kids watch the Grammys. make CBS much watch viewing. No. I don't you don't see a lot of blue blood mentions on TikTok. No. They should actually air the Grammys on TikTok. Absolutely. That's probably what they should do. I guarantee you most of the kids who are buying new music, if you asked them to find CBS on network television, they would look at you like you were <laughs> speaking a foreign language. So let's just let that go, too. I'm fine with that. Oscars, Grammys, People's Choice. Yeah. All of it. Just 
just stream it someplace on your website. Yeah, web, do it on a, some web, like put it on a website and stream it. And if people want to tune in, they tune in. I mean, put it behind a paywall. If you give it that care so much about yeah. the Oscars, you throw a buck and you get to watch yeah. it. They, you can make some money that way. Just stop pretending <laughs> it's a thing. It's infuriating. <laughs> Speaking of music, Cardi B back in the news. Mm-hmm. She's still battling blogger Tasha K. Oh, no. Cardi B versus Tasha K. Oh, no. Uh, Tasha was the one who went online and said a bunch of false claims about Cardi, including that she had STIs, she was a cocaine addict, she was a prostitute, Jesus. and most importantly, let my ch- let me check my notes here. Uh, she had a side peen. She was cheating on her man with, and again, I quote, a side peen. A side peen. So Cardi B took her to court. We covered this story, yeah, and she, she won, won $4 million right? in damages. Now Tasha is appealing that mm. judgment. And in, in order to appeal, she has to pull down all of her old posts that she wrote about Cardi, which oh. I think she should have done when she got sued. I would but imagine that. Apparently she didn't. Already. So now the, the judge has given her five days to scrub all of her social media of all those shots she took at Cardi before he will even pay attention to her case wow. and look at the, uh, at the potential overturning of that. Now, should she win an appeal, she would be able to repost all that stuff again, interestingly (laughs) enough. I don't know if she will or not. Look, when it comes down to it, Cardi just wants... I don't want people like to just keep doing fuck shit, saying fuck shit. Just stop doing fuck shit and saying fuck shit. That's all. It's that simple. That's good advice for everyone, I think. Stop doing fuck shit. Everybody, don't do fuck shit or say fuck shit. (laughs) I'll tell you, are you familiar with the rapper uh, Gunu? Uh, you know Gunu? No. No, you should know Gunu. Not familiar with Gunu. You should have known Gunu. He's not with us any longer. But he knows how to say goodbye, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Gunu had his final show at Bliss Nightclub in Washington, D.C. Oh, I Sunday. heard about this. Yeah. I did hear about this. He was in attendance. Yeah. The 24-year-old rapper who died uh, due to gunshots a few weeks ago. robbed in a parking lot. I robbed think. in a yeah. parking lot. Gunshot wounds took his life a few weeks ago. He was there. They propped his corpse, mm. his embalmed corpse, up against the wall, overlooking the crowd, fully dressed and wearing a crown. So he made his final appearance there at the nightclub as they celebrated his uh, life and legacy. I, was that was that particularly his like was that his last wish or did his friends just do that? I have no idea who's responsible, but they need to take a long, hard look at themselves. Wow. Make better life choices. Uh, yeah. Although yeah. I'm kind of tempted to, now to write that into my will. If it's your last wish, when I go, I want a big party and then just prop me up against the wall and put put a drink in my hand. That would freak people (laughs) right the fuck out. Put you in your Playboy robe. Yeah, my Hugh Hefner outfit. Put a pipe in my mouth. Eyes just rolled back into my head. Just zombie Ralph at the party. Just the nice color gray. I'd get a makeup, man. I'm not an animal. I'd get a little little blush, some concealer. Oh, yeah, look, some lipstick, some rouge. I guess FX wants to get into the basketball drama game. Looking at the success that HBO's having with Winning Time, the mm-hmm. Lakers story, FX has announced an L.A. Clippers miniseries. Why? Because, you forget, remember the Donald Sterling affair? Oh, come on. Come on what? The guy's life was ruined when all of this racist stuff came out that he had said, dropped by his mistress, who then exposed everything to his wife and right. to the public. The guy was a bad dude. He was very bad. He's an awful person. But we didn't know it at the time. No, we didn't. And we, we all know everything about it. That's drama. I guess. That's drama but, for your mama right what, there. What's going to come out that we don't know about that? 
I don't know, but I want to see it. All right. Lawrence Fishburne's going to play Doc Rivers, the coach Ooh. of the uh, Clippers at the time. I like that casting. Jackie Weaver's going to play Donald Sterling's wife of 60 years, Shelly Sterling. Uh, it doesn't say here who's going to play, uh, what's his name? Donald. No. Donald. Yeah. So Will Ferrell, that'd be we'll amazing. That'd be hilarious. Payback for the <laughs> Lakers snub. <laughs> yeah. More interesting TV news. Harrison Ford has just signed on to a comedy on Apple TV. What? Called Shrinking, created by Bill Lawrence and Brett Goldstein. Of course, the geniuses behind Ted Lasso. He is going to play a, uh, a shrink, a uh, blue-collar shrink, <laughs> down to earth, who tells his patients what he really thinks. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Chuckles <laughs> Ford is going to be star starring in a comedy over an Apple. It's an huh? old curmudgeon. Uh, let me tell you what I think. I don't really think. Episode after episode of that. I mean, so the chops. Hey, you need a reason not to go see Morbius? As if you didn't have enough? Yeah. This did it for me. What I'm was fucking it? out. What happened? Jared Leto. Motherfucking Jared Leto. What did he say? I tried to give him a pass with this one. He just won't let me not hate him. Okay. In the film, he plays Dr. Michael Morbius. Yes. yes. Now, before he gets his infusion of vampire bat blood or whatever the fuck happens to him, yeah. he's so weak, he has to walk around on crutches. Right. Well, He's got a terminal disease or something. Jared Leto, being Jared Leto, insisted on walking around on crutches throughout the entire production, oh. both on camera and off. Come on. Including any time he had to take a break to the bathroom. Oh, Jesus. The director got such an ass full of it, he begged <laughs> Leto to let them push him to the bathroom in a wheelchair like, so he could get to the bathroom and back in time so they could continue shooting the setups <laughs> that they had for that day in the production. <laughs> this asshole oh. is slowing down production because he insisted on staggering on crutches when he had to he go to the bathroom. only on those crutches, if you see the movie, in maybe the first third of the film. Just, just fucking act. Just do that instead. <laughs> Adria Rona, his co-star, <laughs> said, I remember fearing for his spine, the way he would twist his body and contort himself Ugh. on those crutches, even when cameras weren't rolling. There should have been a physical therapist on call. Jesus. No, there should have been a therapist on call, right? But it had nothing to do with physical therapy. Ugh. This goddamn douchebag. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on April 5th. Michael Moriarty, there's an actor for you from Law & Order, 81 years old today. Rapper, producer, singer Pharrell Williams. Pharrell Williams. No, Pharrell. Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. Pharrell's a wild animal. <laughs> Pharrell is. Pharrell cat. Like Will Pharrell. <laughs> Pharrell Williams, 49 years old today. Let's hear a little of that famous song of his. Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us is 46 years old. Alan Clark, singer for the great British group of the 60s, The Hollies, 80 years old today. Hey, Carrie Ann, what's your game not to anybody play? Hey, Carrie Ann, what's your game not to anybody play? 
Max Gale from Barney Miller played Wojohowicz on that sitcom, Sons and Daughters, The Drew Carey Show, 79 years old today. Singer, Agnetha Falskog. Oh, Agnetha Falskog. <laughs> One of the A's in A-B-B-A, ABBA, 72 today. So when you need me, darling, can't you hear me? It's so They move to Sweden when it's all over. You should. Seems like a good place. <laughs> Mitch Pileggi of the X-Files fame. Played Skinner on that show. 70 years old. Peter Case, singer for the Plimsolls, is 68. Got a million miles away. A million miles away. Haley Atwell, Marvel's Agent Carter. 40 today. Mike McCready of Pearl Jam is 56. Krista Allen from Baywatch is 51. Musician Paula Cole is 54. How appropriate her birthday should fall on a TV Tunes Tuesday mm. because this smash hit for her was, of course, also the theme song for Dawson's Creek. Lily James, whose performance as Pamela Anderson and Pam and Tommy, I st I'm still thinking about it. 33 years old today. And legendary filmmaker Roger Corman is 96 years wow. old today. One of the greats. I had the great pleasure of working him, of course, on Sharktopus. Oh, yeah. Damn you, Sharktopus! Yeah. <laughs> Got a chance to meet the great legend himself. That's awesome. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And because it's Tuesday... Well, that means it's time to turn on the TV. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, you do. Today's show was another classic cop buddy show. Oh. I think a lot of people got this idea because last week we talked about Starsky, Starsky and, and Hutch, of course, and we also talked about the soon-to-be-seen Benson and Hedges, That's right. of course. This show was on NBC from 1977 all the way through to 1983. Six seasons, 139 episodes, and it lives on in the hearts and minds of a lot of Americans, including Jason and Mike. Ralph, yo, Eddie, the whole crew, um, I have a, uh, by the way, this is Jason, two-star, and I'm, I have a TV Tunes Tuesday. I'm not sure if this has been done or not. Um, hope it hasn't, because I'd like to hear it. It is a show from my childhood. So I'm driving down the freeway last night, and I see two motorcycle cops. It's rare to see that anymore, side-by-side, -side, riding in sync. Chips. The great cop show, Chips. Please, love to hear it. Thank you. Love you, bye. Ralph, Eddie, what's up, man? This is Mike, four star from East LA. Uh, last week, you were talking about uh, buddy cop shows, and uh, you featured Starskin Hutch. 
And one came to mind that I saw you ha- you guys haven't done yet. Chips. What do you think? Huh? 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 <laughs> what am I talking like this? I don't know. All right. See ya. LMB. Bye. Chips. How have we not How done we not chips yet? Done chips. I have no We've idea. We've talked about chips quite a bit on this show. So much. And wow. yet we never did a deep dive into the theme song or the show itself. Rick Rosner was the creator of the program. He was actually a reserve deputy with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. And during a coffee break on an evening patrol shift in the mid-1970s, he saw two young Chips officers on motorcycles side by side, and that's what gave him the idea for the series. Now, here was the problem. As Jason mentioned in his phone call, you rarely see CHP officers here in Southern California. By the way, that's what Chips stands for, California Highway Patrol. You rarely see two motorcycle officers side by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wanted to have them paired up because they had to be partners because all the cop shows were partners, partners at the time. Yeah. So they came up with a clever idea in the first season. They had Officer Francis Llewellyn Poncharello, a.k.a. Ponch, played by Eric Estrada, as a cop who was always getting into trouble and whatnot. <laughs> and so he was on... Um, uh, administ- not administrative, but he was on limited duty because he had gotten into trouble. Yeah. And so his overseeing officer was partner John Baker, of course, played by Larry Wilcox. So that was their excuse for putting them together. The punch was too much of a wild uh, card to be allowed out there on his own. So he's put on a motorcycle. Yes. On the PCH. And so, well, no, he was already a motorcycle <laughs> officer, but he had gotten into trouble. And so they teamed him up with Baker to keep uh, an eye on him because right. he was under uh, restriction. Gotcha. And then after the first season, everyone was just so used to seeing two cops riding together that they never really They didn't care why they're together. They never addressed it again. Yeah. It was groundbreaking and a smash hit. And by the way, so very 70s, if you watch it now. There's oh, a yeah. lot of roller skating going on, yeah. a lot of dolphin shorts and beach volleyball and Really stuff. long, drawn-out action sequences. That just a lot of riding on freeways. So much. I'll tell you that much. And the two guys did not get along as well off-screen as they did on, oh. causing both of them to leave the show for short periods of time. In fact, I believe it was in the fifth season, Estrada went on strike over some syndication profits, so they recast his role with a young actor who was a former athlete by the name of Bruce Jenner. I don't now, remember that. Now, of course, that. Caitlyn Jenner, but uh, Bruce Jenner did seven episodes as wow. John Baker's partner on that show. I do not remember that. Uh, Wilcox also left during the sixth and final season. He was replaced, so by the end of the show, it was all the wheels were just falling off, no pun intended. <laughs> For the theme song, they turned to John Carl Parker, who was already working in the television business, making music for such shows as Dallas and MASH. He'd only done one theme before, the theme to Canon. Remember Canon, the private eye show with William Conrad, the big heavy set guy who yes. would later be Jake and the Fat Man? Yes, I do remember that show. He did the Canon theme. Later, he would also do the Trapper John MD. I remember theme that show as too. Well. Yeah. But he was the one who came up with Chips. Boy, man, you hear this, you can immediately. Envision those two guys heading down that stretch of highway. Here it is, the theme song from Chips.
Yeah. Chips. Chips. Didn't you find a like a punch doll? I have a punch uh, in the still in the packaging. The Mego punch. The Mego punch still in the packaging. That's worth something. What happened? What would happen is my mom, when I was a kid, I had all the chip stuff. I had like the van and the motorcycles and both the dolls. Right. And there was a sale going on, like a KB Toys was going out of business. And so they just had all their chip stuff for like super cheap. So my mom just went and like bought a bunch of chips toys for me to take to birthday parties when I was a kid. So I would give those as birthday gifts. And that way she wouldn't, you know, it was a way for her just to save some money buying presents. Smart. So I had a, I had like this ton of chips unopened toys. Wow. And so I still, I apparently have one punch left over that never opened. Wow. Yeah. A mint punch. A mint punch. Now you got to get yourself a John. I have the John. He's not mint, though. No, I bet Not mint do. at all. No. I, I played the fuck out of that, he's dude. been some places. Oh, he's seen some shit. He has seen some <laughs> horrors, I can imagine. <laughs> That's it for today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. like that one. Do you ever see the uh, 2017 film, the Dax Shepard, Michael Pena no, Chips movie? I never saw it. Consider yourself lucky. I <laughs> just out of curiosity, I just said, I'll just... You went? No, it? no, no. It was oh. on uh, HBO or something. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want, And I like bad movies, and I did not want to see uh, it. Not that bad. Nobody likes movies that bad. <laughs> Save yourself. All right, kids, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tagging along with us. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new program. As I mentioned, tomorrow we'll bring in you a flashback episode. Thanks for giving me a little time off with my kiddo. And uh, I'll tell you, if I pass out on the roller coaster like Eddie Pence did. (laughs) Goliath is dangerous, man. All those years ago. Uh, Kids, like, very excited. I haven't been on a roller coaster in years. After you turn, like, 25 or 30, your brain just can't handle it anymore. I don't think my spine can handle it. Yeah, you're not going to. You'll probably be watching a lot of roller coaster. There may be two flashback episodes in our future. (laughs) We'll see how I feel on Thursday. Anyway, thanks. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. But in order to do that, you have to take care of yourself. I got to take care of myself on the roller coasters. Stay good in the hood. Because life is life. And yours should be long, happy, and healthy, like hopefully mine will be (laughs) if I survive the roller coasters. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Until then, love you, mean it. Bye. (laughs)